There we go. Hey, Glenn, how are you doing? It's, it's morning here in LA. Oh, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Are you muted? Muted. There you go. Oh, there we go. Hey, good morning. Minor technical difficulty. You have to have the mic on, right? <laughs> well, message, that's, a, that's an easier technical difficulty to solve than other things. Yeah, well, the message can't be too good if you can't hear me. Um, I'd be really, really good if I could do a good elevator pitch without sound. So That's right. Yeah, yeah. So how are you today? How's the week going? Week is going good. Week is going good. I think uh, it's been some big wins and uh, I've seen a lot of progress with some stuff. I've had a few difficulties with this puppy, but other than that, we're doing okay. The dog issues. Yeah, the dog issues. The, the pup, I can hear him in the other room kind of causing a bit of a ruckus. And uh, I'm going to have to have a few words with him when this is all done and uh, try to make things okay. But other than that, we're good to go. Love it. Love it. Well, listen, you know, it's a, it's a great day here and I'm excited to be part of uh, anything that you do uh, in particular here in, uh, in your class. So thanks so much for, uh, for having me uh, right up front. And, and it's great to be in touch with. I see uh, some, some names up here, Miguel and uh, I have to put my glasses on to see that one's kind of little there. <laughs> Gulfam? Gufam? I'm not sure. Yeah. Gulfam. Gulfam. Yeah. And uh, hey, Linda, Denise, and uh, Kelvin, and Simon, and uh, Alexander. Great to uh, to see all of you. Yeah, let's uh, let's open up that chat. Anybody wants to come on live, we'd love to see uh, your faces too. That that's always helpful. So uh, we at least feel like uh, we're we're resonating somehow. But uh, however, you've got to do it. It's great to be here and sharing some time with you. Yeah, I'm sharing this link to a couple other folks here real quick. Great. Um, and I know that I, I was talking with some of these folks, so they might very well um, have, have the ability to kind of jump in and raise their hands and participate a little bit today. So this, this can be fun. Um, but yeah, uh, let's, let's dive into it, man. Let's set you up and, and let's get this thing going. How, like, uh, introduce yourself and uh, let's get started. Sure. It's, it's great to be here. If you've got questions on messaging or branding and how you interact with the world in terms of yourself or the ads, the way that, uh, that you interact with, uh, with Charlie, I'd love to help you out. That's what this is going to be all about, to try and get you to consider some things that maybe you didn't think about before. And you know, for me, it all starts with the nonverbals. So just showing up. Now I know with your Facebook ads, uh, maybe that's a little bit different, but ultimately, ultimately, it's really all about creating a journey that the people who are seeing you, reading you, hearing you can go on with you and that you're creating outcomes that will work for them. So some of the things that I'll ask you to consider today when I start throwing some slides up here are maybe things that you have considered, but maybe some things you haven't. And one of the things I always like to say, Charlie, is that you know, you may be in a second or a third generation business. You may be in a startup. Uh, you may be in a really successful business that's been rolling along pandemic or no pandemic. And a lot of the things that I will ask you and, and ask you to consider today might seem like basic blocking and tackling. But I find that when business owners get really involved and immersed in what they're doing, that very often they don't see it as the world sees it. They get very stuck in how they've been doing it 
and don't think about maybe there's other ways to look at it, other ways to strategize it. And that's the beauty about coming in contact with new people in terms of giving you new ideas. And hopefully some of what I bring up today will resonate with you and you'll have that little aha moment and your light bulb like mine over here uh, will turn on and you'll say, you know what? I didn't think of that. And if that happens for just one person here, that's great. And if it happens for multiple people, that's a, a total win for, uh, for Charlie and for myself. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Exactly. So let's dive into some of it. You know, I've been telling people it's about, you know, messaging and I think we were talking about, you know, performance positioning and a lot of this stuff. And I know that people are going to have a fair amount of questions regarding all of this. Um, but how do we get started with some of these folks uh, to start thinking about this problem solving? Okay. Um, well, for, for starters, uh, let's enable the screen sharing and let me put a couple of uh, slides up. Denise, good to see you. Thanks for, uh, for coming on live with us. Hello. Great to meet you. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to get you. I'm going to go ahead and uh, make you a host. All right. And now you have control. There we go. Let's get some screen sharing going. Beautiful. Yeah. Let's get some. Whoop. Let's see. Admit John Tarek. So somebody else uh, just came in. I hope it was. It was okay to bring them into the room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John. Hey, John. Nice to uh, nice to have you here. Okay. So let's get some screen sharing. So let's share a screen. Let's share my desktop. And then we'll get rid of that sucker. And we'll go into this one. So you tell me. Can you see who am I, Charlie? I can see that. Can everybody else see it? All right. We got a thumbs up from Denise. Okay. We're good. All right, I'm Glenn Rudin. That's me. Uh, that's all of me, as opposed to just this much of me, in case you wanted to see all of me. I've got 30 years of sales and marketing background with Fortune 500s and startups. I've been in the entrepreneurial space for longer than you can imagine. I'm a consultant and a coach. I'm a product development expert. I help people who've got product ideas, get them created, manufactured, sourced and imported, uh, with a focus on China in particular. Been doing that for about 25 years also. I'm a public speaker. Hopefully that will be evident when I'm done with my presentation today. If not, then I've got some work to do. Uh, I'm an author. Got a new book that's going to be coming out in October called A Brand in Your Hand. I'm a mentor. I'm a dad. And I didn't include it on here, but I'm a granddad uh, with, uh, with two uh, granddaughters. So I've got a lot of different stuff going on. And I love interacting with entrepreneurial people and business owners and helping them hopefully see things differently than they see them now. So would you do business with you? That's the name of the full seminar uh, that I do. Um, and it's an interesting question and, and it applies to the ads that you do for sure. It applies to you and the presentations that you do in the way that you show up where you are. Just a quick story. Uh, I network here extensively uh, where I live in uh, Long Island, about 30 miles east of, uh, of New York City. And uh, over the course of uh, four or five years, I've met a lot of people from every single uh, walk of business life. And I've been to your BNIs and your Chamber of Commerces and your this meeting and that meeting, early, late, whatever. And one of the meetings that I was going to about four or five years ago, every, every month I would show up religiously and this other uh, gentleman would show up uh, who had been um, separated from his company, he had been a chief financial officer uh, for many, many years. And about 10, big company, and he was let go. 
So he would come to these meetings and rather than looking like a CFO, he would look like somebody that was coming to your Thanksgiving luncheon wearing a, a V-neck cardigan sweater uh, and, and corduroys and he would be awfully casual at these meetings. And when we went around the table, I'm sure you've all been at meetings like this and someone said, okay, you know, your turn. He would, he would be leaning back, you know, leaning comfortably and in his best cardigan relaxed uh, attire, he would announce himself as in transition. I'm in transition. And everybody at the meeting would be completely deflated by that because naturally he wasn't in transition. He was a chief financial officer who at the moment wasn't gainfully employed at a company. But because of the way he introduced himself, nobody looked at him as a CFO. They looked at him as either a wanted or unwanted guest for a Thanksgiving luncheon that was yet to happen. I don't know what happened to him, but after about six of these meetings, one morning I went out to my car and said, wow, that guy wouldn't hire himself, wouldn't do business with himself if he was sitting on the other side of the table. And so my goal always when I speak Charlie and to everybody who's uh, here today is to get you to think, what does it look like on the other side of the table? So whether it's you presenting, you networking, you having a business meeting or a presentation, or even in the ads that you're putting into Facebook campaigns, what does it look like from over there? How does it look to them, not to you? And that's where that comes from. How many of you might be guilty of this, right? Uh, you know, uh, tongue in cheek, I always say, if you're yelling for health and you're counting on us to interpret your ads or your presentations or what your motivations are, and we're not that smart, we're just not going to connect. So you've got to be super smart in the way that you do what you do so that if we're yelling health, that's not going to get it done. We need to be crystal clear that the message is help and then maybe we can help you out. So with that, think about this. Guess what? It just takes eight seconds for us to say we're either working with you or we're not. Now, that has to do with in-person and nonverbals and verbals, but the same can be said for the ads that you run in Facebook. If you're not crystal clear, if someone doesn't get what your offer is immediately and right out of the gate, they're gone. And you know how many messages, you know how many ads we see in a day, we're besieged, we're overrun. We don't have time to think about, hey, did I eat lunch today? Do I have to go to the bathroom? Let alone considering the offer that you've put together in your ad. So let's make sure that we understand how time crunched people are and understand how obvious we've got to make this. And, you know, ways that, you know, that we can do that have to do with, and this is the story I told you earlier about the unknown job seeker and why appearance is so important. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about, you know, your personal brand really quickly. And then we're, you know, we're going to go over this quickly, but understand that 55% of us are going to judge you based on how you look. And the same can be said for the ads that you've got running and the things that you're doing, right? It's quick. It's fast. We look and we either like it or we don't like it. And so again, you've got to look at it from our perspective. This is who we are. We may be shallow, but you're dealing with us as shallow. Same thing here on appearance. This might not relate to the topic today, but recruiters, same thing. They feel like 
you know, people get passed over for uh, promotions, for raises, just based on the way they dress. Because someone down the hall looks more the part than you do, you've got a better chance at succeeding. So, what's the first thing you think of when you see this person? You know, normally when I'm doing this and it's interactive, somebody will say, wow, she's professional, uh, she's ready to do business, uh, she's young, she's attractive, you know, all different positive words like that. And yet if I introduced you to her and I said, listen, this is the FBI's picture of the woman who's the number one cyber crime thief in America, why wow, you'd have a completely different impression of her. Likewise, this guy, if I asked you for first impressions of him, you might tell me, wow, troublemaker, uh, young guy, non-directed, uh, scary, uh, not a guy that I want to come in contact with. And yet I could tell you that this guy is the number one cyber crime fighting uh, employer, employee in America. He puts up cyber walls all over the place. You'd have a completely different impression of him. So do you have confirmation bias? You bet you do. Because if you jump to a conclusion about either one of those people or about any of these people you see on the screen, you've got it. And that's going to apply to the ads that you put in Facebook as well. Certain key words are going to put people off about things. we got a hot mic somewhere. I think that's Linda. Yeah. Let's get Linda muted if we can. Do I have to do that? Oh, there we go. Thank there you. There you go. Yeah. I'm so, going to mute myself just in case. Sure. So you know you've got confirmation bias, and that means all the people who you're trying to appeal to, well, they've got it also. So depending on what your ad looks like and what it tells somebody on first glance before they even have a chance to read it, it's, it's the same as a nonverbal message that you give off as a speaker or a networker or you know somebody that you come in contact with. That ad immediately is going to tell somebody, I either want to hear more, I want to read more, I want to pay attention, or I can't wait to find the delete button and get rid of it. And if you understand this about yourself, here's a little tip. For the people that you come in contact with in your life, friends, family, colleagues, partners, husbands, wives, sons, daughters, let them know also. We're judging them as well. We as a society, because of everything that's gone on with COVID, working from home, living at home, we've granted ourselves a lot of leeway. And you have to keep in mind that the people who you're trying to appeal to, they may not be granting you the same leeway you're granting yourself. So while it might be more comfortable for me to show up here in my University of Maryland t-shirt, I'm not going to do that. Because when you look at me, I want you to get a vibration about what I do, how I do it, and who I am. My nonverbals have to be strong because your confirmation bias is real. So this is really important when I ask people to consider what we're talking about today. Here is your typical shampoo aisle in a mass market store. I don't care if it's Walmart or Target or CVS or Walgreens or wherever you happen to do your shopping. Now, you'll notice it's not a place that I visit anymore. I've got the shaved head. I'm not looking for the shampoo aisle. But when people come to me and they say, hey, Glenn, I've got a great idea for a new product. And I say, what is it? Oh, and they say, oh, it's going to be this great shampoo item. And I say, wonderful. Where's it going to go? Where's it going to sell? Besides online, you know, you might have an online presence. Oh, it's going to go in the mass market aisle at fill in the blank. I say, great, let's go take a walk into that store, see what it looks like. So we'll walk down the aisle together in Target or CVS, and this is what it looks like. 
Now this shelf happens to be beautifully merchandised, right? Every space is filled, you'll notice that. All the branding is perfectly done. And the one other thing you'll notice, there's no space on that shelf for me. So if you consider where your ads are going on Facebook and the competition that you have there, what are you going to do to stand out on that shelf? Because ultimately, if you can't, if you don't stand out on the shelf in life, we just pass you by. It's really that simple. The other thing I tell people who come to me on the product development front is, look, if you can't come up with a way to appeal to the buyer, so the buyer says, yes, I'm going to welcome that onto my shelf, you are done. You are toast. And it happens like that. Just like when you're walking down that aisle. If that green label doesn't appeal to you and then you pick that up and you look at it and it doesn't say something you like, you're gone. And you know why? Because these are all products in categories that we know and we understand. Yeah, I might not be using a shampoo right now, but I've used one in the past and you use one also. And so you're going to say to yourself, I'm comfortable with my shampoo. I like the way it smells. I like the way it feels. I like the way it rinses out of my hair. Or I like that it's organic. Or I like this or I like that or the other thing. Well, what about the ads about your products that you're putting into your Facebook spots? If they're just the same as everybody else's, why are we going to stop? Why are we going to click? Why are we going to want to know more? It's all about differentiation. And that's really where it takes time to think about what is going into your pitch. So let's lose that shelf for a moment and understand we are going to judge you like a book. And we're going to do the same things with your ads. We're not necessarily going to dig into all the way down into the bottom of your offer. If it's not apparent and obvious to us right up front, you see that guy in the middle, he's got a score of six. You might not even get a six. You might not even get a rating because someone's not going to take the time to look at the rest of it or understand what your strategy is for how you're trying to convert them in that aisle that we just walked down. Ultimately, your ad is trying to get me to do something different than what I'm doing now. Hand raising. Does that make sense to everybody? Okay, Linda. Yeah, Denise, super. Yeah, thank you, Kelvin. Right. So if your ad isn't going to do that, isn't going to have some kind of appeal that's going to make us say, hey, wait a second, wait a second, that's different. Mine doesn't do that. That does. That's that moment, that glint of recognition that someone's going to take to say, now I want to read more. Now I want to click further into it. And if you don't have that, we just don't have the time. We don't have the time. So, um, you know, this is on personal branding. I'm not going to take your time up on this now. But do keep in mind, you do carry your personal brands with you. And so separating yourself for a moment from your companies, from your ads, let's make sure that you understand that you potentially, depending on how you got your company organized, you are the spokesperson for your brand. You are the spokesperson for your brand. And if what you say, what you write about your company or your product doesn't match what you're trying to accomplish with your ad or your service, you start to create separation and dissonance and people start to misunderstand who you are versus the company is. So if it's at all possible for you to own your personal brand and make it align with your business, it's super important and it makes it a much smoother process 
for your customers to understand what it is you're doing. How many of you are on uh, Instagram beside Facebook and out there um, in a social sense where you know, you're broadcasting messages out to your potential audience? I see Linda raised her hand. Not you, Denise, you're not out there. How about you, Calvin? No? Okay. So that wouldn't necessarily apply to you, but at least um, you know, we're reaching uh, you know, Linda here and that's important because your personal brand is really, really important. We'll move through this pretty quickly. Um, and you can always reach out to me through Charlie and, uh, and I can help you with some more stuff on personal branding. Um, the, you know, the next few slides are really about how you show up here uh, on, on places like Zoom because a lot of people that I run into also make the mistake of thinking it doesn't matter what it looks like here behind me. But when you're in the virtual world, you're bringing all that with you in terms of your reputation and who you are. So I just ask people to be aware if it's a mess behind you, we might think you're a mess. We don't want to be in, involved with somebody who might be a mess with our product, our campaign, our products, our services, not interested, right? So, you know, get to know your virtual backgrounds. Again, we'll fly through this and really get to the meat and potatoes of some differentiation stuff. Any quick questions on appearance while we're right here? I know there's a bunch of stuff in the chat. Uh, I'm hesitant about getting into it right now. I don't want to break up the presentation but we'll have plenty of time in about 15 minutes to get through whatever you want. So we talked about the pitch. <clears throat> How about what I call fleshing out your purpose and your positioning? This is the meat and potatoes of what I really wanted to take Charlie's group through today. Why does your business matter? How many of you right now, there's, I, I can't see uh, Miguel. I don't know who else is um, potentially on the, uh, the call with us. Just show of hands for the people I can see. When is the last time or in, in the last month, have you asked yourself the question, why does my company, product, or service matter? Who's done that? Okay, Kelvin says he has. And, and uh, Linda says she has. Great. Can either of you unmute yourselves and tell us one sentence about why your business exists? If you want to, if you want to be put on the spot. No, no brave volunteers. <clears throat> you see anybody, Charlie, that's raising a hand? I'll go there we it, go. Right? I unmute. Yeah, we got Miguel and Gulfum both raised their hand too. They might oh, be able super. to unmute. Okay, so, all right. I, I can't see that. So Miguel, go ahead. Tell us. Hey guys, what's up? So um, I sell apparel and there's uh, for, for men, there's a big um, issue where shopping is no fun anymore. It's a, it's a very frustrating experience. So um I help remove those frustrations from the shopping experience for apparel by um, building products that um, fit consistently for longer and they work for, for you, for your comfort and for your looks. Um, so it removes a whole bunch of frustrations from, from, from shopping. Um, that's why my company exists. Okay. Um, I, I would say your company exists because um, a lot of men have difficulty with the fit and function of their wardrobes. A lot of men have difficulty with the fit and function of their wardrobes. Would you agree with that, Miguel? 
That is precisely correct. And that's yeah, what you see written plastered across the, the internet on every single review. Okay. There's a inconsistency across the board. Okay. And that is your why you matter. That's why you matter. And that makes it really easy for you pitch wise and in your ads to make that the cornerstone of what you do. Hey, do you have trouble with your wardrobe, with the fit of your clothing or the function of your clothing? Well, listen, if I'm a guy and I do, now you got me listening. Now you got me reading. Now you want me wanting to hear more. Really yeah, crystal, really crystal clear, right? That's exactly right. Uh, or, I, or, you I know what, Miguel? To... Miguel, you know what? You might know, I don't know if you've done this research on how many men and or women too um, struggle with the fit and function of their clothes. Is that a stat you might have? Uh, no, I don't have that stuff. That's a uh, stat no. you might want to figure out how to get. Even if you do some, what I call cul-de-sac researching. Thank you, Miguel. It's great to have you contribute here. Thank, uh, who thank else you. wanted to jump in? I'm at the dentist, no camera. Messaging is my passion. Love this Long Island. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm out here. Uh, love to get in touch with you further. Professional, professional, uh, just getting started on Instagram. LI uh, is great for personal brand, but, uh, but, but, but with a lot of ad sensitivity and rules against using the word you, do you have a tip for an alternative way to be direct? So Alexander, give me an example of what you're asking there. Yeah, it's just sometimes when it comes to ad copy, you, there's like certain rules against gender, race, ethnicity to try to be as you, you can't like, there's a lot of sensitivity around the word you when you're using it in ad copy. So I just, I, I'm hearing what you're saying. You're, you're dropping truth bombs here on like, speak, speak, speak to the person who's reading it directly to their pain point. What's a solution or an alternative for the word you that is direct? to a, to a reader, to, to someone to, to, to accept that stimulus. Okay. So Alexander, what business are you in again? Uh, I run paid media ads, uh, for businesses. Paid media ads for businesses. I run Facebook ads and Google ads and Snapchat ads for other brands. So what would be a typical example of, a, of an ad that you would do where you'd use the word you? Uh, it's for an aggregator of a kite surfing experience uh, platform where it's sort of speaking out to people saying, you know, uh, are you tired of traveling alone and not making friends? And then this kayak experience allows you to book uh, kite surfing and kayak trips with other solo travelers in a group environment. So in other words, you're now you're speaking from the perspective of the company you're placing the ad for. Correct. Um, so what what I would do, okay, if you want to get specific on something like the, the kayaking industry or the travel industry is refer to those people as who they are. Solo travelers, right? That would be, you know, in your ad, solo travelers, uh, and this is not exact, solo travelers hate getting to a destination and not having a reason for enjoying the space kayaking might be one of them right um again so you're you're dealing with a with a with a a company that the, what do they do in kayaking let's just dig into this a little bit further for a minute so yeah so they they, they basically like take an aggregator like a booking.com right where they are just listing other possibilities that you can book 
they aggregate kayaking, kite surfing, a multitude of water action sports, uh, tapping into those passionate individuals and then allowing them to book an experience that comes with flights, accommodations, foods, coaching and instructions and equipment and in a group setting where they have a social atmosphere around them. So say, for example, Glenn, you like to go uh, kite surfing. None of your friends kite surf with you in Long Island. You really want to go, but it's kind of a difficult decision to want to go alone to Madagascar to go kite surfing. So this solution lets you book a trip knowing that other people in a social sense have pre-booked that trip. They're going to go on this week. You can reach out to them before you decide to book to kind of have a social experience while you're traveling. Okay, so you might want to try something like we put the social into adventure travel. We put the plans into adventure travel. Adventure travelers love us because we provide the activity, the, the, the social ability, the experience. Got it. So it's flipping the, the perspective on them, the you, and saying we. We right. do this. We, we, we. Got it. Right. Because if, if, you know, again, if you're running out of, again, I, I always like to look at it from, uh, or, or how about this? The last time you thought about an adventure travel trip, what stopped you? Right? That might get somebody's attention. Right? we take the uncertainty out of your adventure travel trip planned activities you know uh, upfront gatherings and restaurant experiences you know a couple of bullet points that go there got it appreciate it thank you yeah hopefully that helps i mean you know some of these things are a little bit hard to do precisely on the spot but hopefully at least it gives you a way to appeal um, without using that word you without using the word you or our our adventure travelers have a better time because we provide the activity schedule we provide the social ability we provide the location information you know then you know down below you know get in touch with us for more details so in other words you're you're assuming the sale on the satisfied customers you've already had our our happy our satisfied adventure travelers that's how you're starting it so that somebody else who's an adventure traveler but not necessarily satisfied huh well no one ever worried about me being satisfied on my adventure trip once they got my money they didn't care our travelers have more fun because we 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 you know we do the the following things all right that's awesome thank you Glenn. okay good um, you know, just digging a little bit deeper into uh, into this form, and I can supply this to a uh, blank one of these to, um, to well, let me just get that out of the way there. So just move that chat down and get rid of that chat. Well, let's just put it over here for the moment. So just digging a little bit deeper into this, we'll go for another, you know, five minutes or so, and then we'll open it up to uh, everybody. Um, so if you know why you matter, you know why you matter. Now, what do you do? What do you do? So, you know, um, you know, we, we talked earlier, um, you know, about ways to appeal to, um, you know, that user that's going by. Well, have, when's the last time you took a look at what your competitors do and how do you do it 
and how do you differentiate from them? So if somebody was looking at your service and said, oh, they do it the same exact way, keep in mind that habit. If they've already got that business as their habit, then they're not going to want to necessarily flip to what you're doing unless you can tell them why you do it better, more interestingly, more efficiently, less expensively, with less headaches, right? Those are the things that will enable you to build on your strengths versus what the competitors are doing. You don't want to be out there as a me too, because as human beings, we have habits. It's terrible. Um, you know, just as a quick story about this, during the Vietnam War, um, we as, as a country were always under attack at mealtime because we just figured it's mealtime. Who's going to want to attack us? Lunchtime, dinner time, breakfast time. It was a habit we got into. And you've got to get out of the habit of doing what everybody else is doing in order to stand out. Another example, uh, talk about this. If, if, you, if you right now in your life, I assume, uh, get your taxes done, you've got an accountant or a bookkeeper, maybe you do them yourself, I don't know. But if you've, if you've got a system that you use already and an accountant or a bookkeeper comes along and says, hey, I, hey Charlie, I wanna be your bookkeeper, I wanna be your accountant. And Charlie's gonna say, hey, listen, you know, my, my accountant now is sworn to secrecy. He knows where all my accounts are in the Canary Islands. I'm not really interested in letting you know all that stuff unless you're going to give me a really good reason why you can give me better tax havens or protect my family better or keep me out of jail if the IRS finds out about the Canary Island uh, connection that, uh, that I've got. The point is we all get comfortable with these people in our lives, accountants, lawyers, doctors, dentists, um, you know, Charlie's your, your, your coach, your teacher, your mentor. And in order for us to want to change, we've got to have a really good reason why someone's going to say, you know what, Charlie just came along and he gave me a better reason why he should be my Facebook ads coach. My other Facebook ads coach didn't do any of that stuff. So he did it differently. And why is it relevant? Because it's going to get me a deeper experience in what I'm doing what the Charlie students, customers get. They get better insight into how to place these Facebook ads, right? So these questions on this sheet, I would say 95% of the companies, clients that I come in contact with, this stuff they've never even considered. Occasionally, you might find somebody who thinks they've gotten a little bit into their why. Why are you doing what you do? And that's where it ends. The truth is that's where it begins. You can see how the rest of this sheet has to get filled out. And once you take the time to go through a sheet like this and go sit your fanny down and do this exercise, that's when you can really start to place ads that are meaningful and show that you've taken the time to think about your business in ways that your competitors haven't. Really, really essential. It's the nuts and bolts of what I really wanted to impart on everybody who you know who's able to make it today just go one step further here and then let you know that based on that sheet the why we matter you then have got to develop 10 second grabber statements your standard stock 30 second elevator pitches and then when someone says 
Hey, Glenn, I want to hear more about that. Can you tell me a story? Super. Let's set up a call. Let me tell you about a couple of clients that I've had in the past two or three minutes, like the story I told you about the guy who inspired me to create Would You Do Business With You? So you need all three of these in your repertoire. They need to be practiced. They need to be written out. They need to be rehearsed. Not mechanically. You've got to be comfortable doing them, but you've got to be comfortable doing them. And then from these, you can pull bits and pieces and elements out that you start to use in the ads you place on Facebook so that you've got points of differentiation there. So you're thinking about it differently. So the audience who's seeing that sees it from a different perspective and says, oh, even though I get this now, the person that I do this with now doesn't do it that way. Maybe I've got to lean in and listen a little bit more. So uh, I won't get really deeply into the elevator pitch stuff. I think that would be another another day and another time. Uh, we really wanted to go through the, the nuts and bolts of what we just did now. And I hope that that was really, really helpful. Um, questions? And who's got some questions for this? I know Denise was excited about it. Maybe we can start there and then just go around the horn with some folks. If you want to maybe drop it in the chat that you've got some questions and, and we can start with that. But I think Denise was the last person to talk. So that's just why I was calling that out. And we were chatting yesterday and she was like, yeah, yeah, I want to talk very much about my situation. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't see Denise up on the oh, there's hey, Denise, how you doing? So you're, I, you're, in so you're in software sales, is that right? Um, I think that's part of what I need to get clarity on is okay. I, have, I have software, but I also want to sell coaching that comes along with how to use the software. And the software came up so that I would have recurring revenue, but my initial how I got into the software was because I was going to sell coaching. I don't know, coaching or a, either a done for you or a done with you or um, the software would be DIY, but. Uh, Denise, what, 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 Denise, what problem yeah. does your software solve? It makes it, it automates getting clients for coaches. Automates getting clients for coaches. Okay, automates getting clients for, and how, how does it do that? I don't want you to give away something well, that you feel is like proprietary. No, 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 I'm just, I'm just trying to, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think it through. I mean, you can all know and, about and, it. And I will tell you this, not to put you on the spot, I appreciate you raising your hand. You've got to have it like that. Yeah. If you don't have it like that, then your confidence in what you're doing transfers to us and we start thinking how in the world is our software going to do what she's saying if she's not able to convince us in 10 seconds that this is something that i need to hear about that's going to solve a problem for me and i don't say that from a critical standpoint uh, you know my pitch i let people know that 80 percent of the people i come in contact with have no idea what their message is and their pitches reflect that and their pitch performances reflect that. That's why there's a robust business out there for me to help people with messaging and coaching. But if you can't come across with confidence 
in again in five seconds through the posture and the positivity about what you're doing there's no way in the world we're going to raise our hands and say okay um you know you can help me because we've got to feel like this is something that you eat sleep drink and have so much confidence in you're almost willing to guarantee it to us does that make sense i think you just yeah i think you just helped me answer my question is is i think my big question right now is is it am i selling a diy a done with you or a done for you and i keep saying yeah i want to sell a software i want to sell a software and the software is easy to use but i'm technical it's easy for me, but I really think if I throw it at a coach, they're just going to still get frustrated. So, how so I'm about, selling it as it's not frustrating, but I think they still will. So how about, yeah. how about this? How about this, Denise? Uh, are, are you a coach? Are you a great coach, but you're having trouble finding clients? Is that what your software uh, helps me do? Yeah, if it's set up. Well, so I'm thinking maybe I should start off with selling the service of a complete done for you. Just to turn on the switch with me and I'll turn on the switch and just feed you your customers, your feed you your clients. And yeah. by the way, you have to use this platform. You know, you, you have to use this platform with a monthly fee, right? It's, it's got this stuff. You have to pay the light bill. You have to pay the utility bill to keep the lights on. Yeah. Well, forget all that stuff. I don't want to be reminded that I can't pay my bills. Uh, what I want to be reminded of is, are, are, just hear how this sounds. Denise, are you a great coach? But you're having problems getting clients because there doesn't seem to be a simple way to find them. What if I told you I had a solution for you that would enable you to multiply your efforts tenfold by just using some great software that I have available. Would you be interested in hearing more about that? Oh. Okay. My, I guess <laughs> my point, my, my point is you're appealing to listen the, with the, with the advent of COVID, there is a, there is a plethora of coaches out there, right? Everybody's a coach now. Everybody pivoted to the coaching space. Everybody wants to be a coach. I can coach, you can coach, he can coach, she can coach, they can coach, it can coach, right? Everybody wants to be a coach. But what is everybody who wants to be a coach? What's the one thing that they need in order to be a coach? People to coach, clients. To coach. If you're a great coach, but you can't find the people to coach, I've got software that will handle that job for you. Get in touch with me. This will be easier than you ever thought. Huh. Your appeal, your appeal is to starving coaches. Are you a yeah. great coach that doesn't have enough clients? Are you a coach that doesn't have your coaching schedule filled out? Yeah. That's not achieving your, your sales goals. My software, I don't know if you want to say guaranteed, my software will virtually bring the clients to your door, but you have to use it. Get in touch with me. Let me give you a demo on how it works. Okay. Okay. But then they got to run Facebook ads. To it. <laughs> well, okay. They, okay. I understand that they've got to run. 
right, they've got to run Facebook ads. That's part of your program. I see. Yeah, well, that's okay. Or should I sell the program and say, are you a great coach? My program will will allow you to just coach, right? I, I think I think what you're I think why you matter is coaches don't have enough clients. Yes. You're a good coach, you're qualified, you don't have enough clients. So to me, your business matters because you have a software that if I use and I use it the right way, it's going to bring the clients. So so the person I'm appealing to is the coach that doesn't have enough clients. How, you know, yeah. what that solution is, I don't want to get somebody all bogged down in software stuff, because guess what? Somebody could be a great coach, but they might not be really comfortable with technology. You can worry about that later when you walk them through it and you show them how simple it is. But how many people might get turned off up front when you start selling software? Ugh, that's a little scary to me. Oh, okay. I want your okay. solution to be simple. Hey, Glenn, are you okay. a coach, but you don't have enough clients? Guess what, Denise? Yeah, I, yeah, that's right. Great, get in touch with me. I can help you get more clients. I've got a proven system that really, really works. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> to me, that's that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got it. Okay. Now the the gear, all the gears are running. That's why I'm quiet. It's just because I. I, I'm thinking of all the things at the same okay. time. Well, that's the whole idea yeah. is to get everybody thinking about stuff. I got time probably for one uh, more thanks. question or two, maybe. Anybody else? Uh, yeah, Glenn, I have a question. Sure. Hey, Calvin. Um, hey, um, how would you research on behalf of clients that don't understand their own value or their own why? Um, so how again? would you get? Uh, so you're working with a client. Um, and they don't understand their own value or their own why they're obviously not expressing it well how would you research for them or help them to start to come up with the answers okay um i, I have an exercise that i do with my clients which is called and listen carefully to this it's taking your inventory of business and personal assets taking your inventory of business and personal assets. What does that mean? We all through our careers have got a resume, whether it's 10 years, 20 years, or, or, or 40 years long, whatever the case may be. Those are all chronological stops along the business highway of your life. But if you said to me, hey, Glenn, you know, um, what can you tell me about product marketing? And I could say, well, I worked at Revlon for four years. That was my first major Fortune 500 company that I worked for, and I would be telling you nothing. But if I told you that I worked on the launch of a women's high-end uh, cosmetic and treatment line that had that that we built around the story of the Monte Catini Mud Spa in Italy. And we used that experience to create an incredible story about the natural healing elements of these products and why they were going to appeal to an upscale crowd of women who would be willing to spend, you know, over 50, 75, $100 on a treatment product. 
Now, for me, that's an inventory asset in my career. It's an experience that I went through, that I can call on, that I can talk about, so that when someone says, what do you know about branding? What do you know about product development? That's just one of 25 asset stories that I would have. And so what you need to do with your client is you need to get them to realize the value that they have based on their inventory of business and personal assets. And they need to commit those actually to paper so that when someone says, what value do you bring? You can say, well, listen, you know, I'm Glenn. This is the value that I bring. I, you know, I worked at, um, I had this unbelievable story working at Sherwin-Williams, the paint company, working with uh, an entire group of blue collar workers that taught me how important posture, messaging, nonverbal skills were because I was a young 21 year old kid, first job out of college. These guys were hardcore hardened blue collar workers and they could either interpret me as he's some pushover or because he shows up and he means business where he is, doesn't matter if he's 21, he's got poison, he steps into his role and we're gonna have to respect him because he's not gonna take our crap. That is an asset that I have based on that experience that I went through. So when someone says to me, what do you know about posture? What do you know about positioning, body language and things like that? I can tell them that story and it's really believable. And you know what it does for me, Kelvin? It makes me feel really good about me because I'm the only one who can tell that story and has that in my inventory. So yes. the more your clients can pull together their list of their inventory, the better they're going to feel about what they do and the better they're going to understand the value that they bring. Because remember, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard this, but if you hadn't, it's worth repeating. When you're a consultant like me and I'm getting $5,000 for, you know, from a client for, you know, for a six week engagement, they're not paying me that money right now on the spot in terms of, you know, what am I doing for them right then and there? They are paying me for a 35 year career in consumer packaged goods in product development in branding in merchandising and all the rest of that. That's the value that I can bring to somebody. And I understand that about me. I stay in my lane and I know what it means. So if you've got clients that are in doubt, the best way that you can help them is to help them realize what their true value is based on doing that exercise. And I'll tell you something else. Mentally, it's an incredible exercise because when someone actually takes the time to think about what they've been through and the experiences they have, if they're able to step into it, they feel like a million dollars about themselves. Excellent. Thank you. That's great advice. I appreciate okay, it. Okay. Super. Super. All right. What do you think, Charlie? I think we're about ready to wrap it up. There we go. I was I'm trying to find that unmute. I was I was taking I had my my uh, pen out my notebook here just trying to do stuff and then couldn't find the button. Uh, I'm sure we can all relate. You okay, Papa? He's excited too. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's great, man. I really appreciate it. And um, you know, how can all these people reach back out to you and, and make sure that they can get in touch with you? I, I 
on your screen of all the lovely information, what I'm not seeing is like a website or a phone number or an email or your Instagram handle or like a million things. Um, I, I, there we go. Glenn at alwaysbencreative.com. Yep. You can also, you can yeah. also find Glenn Rudin on, um, on, uh, LinkedIn simply, you know, link up with me. there. really active there. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, um, Glenn underscore Rudin underscore message master. Uh, the, the best way, the most direct is Glenn at always been creative.com, uh, or find me on Instagram or LinkedIn. Not a problem. Book will be out in October. Thank you for asking. Uh, that's going to be just real quick, uh, plug. It's going to be the first rhyming full color business book. That's got, you know, wonderful color drawings in it. This is a section on elevator pitch. So on the, uh, the left side there, you can see is a, a lovely picture of an elevator and there's a little stopwatch going off at 30 seconds in there, just to give you the idea. Um, uh, you've got 30 seconds to impress us. Your elevator pitch is the next thing to master. If you're unprepared, it can be a disaster. You've got a few seconds to make an impression to let us know why this is now your obsession. For your elevator pitch, I must persist in just half a minute. Give us the gist of what you are offering and why it's so good. When you say it succinctly, it will be understood. The whole book is written like a Dr. Seuss book in rhyme like that. Really I love it. Red fish, work. blue fish, yeah. make money, you fish. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Just like I love that. It. I love it. Well, well, thank you very much, Glenn. I really appreciate it. And maybe we can do this another time and, and dive into some other stuff. If people found some value here and it seems like I'm seeing some head nods and I want to try to do this more often. I really appreciate it, man. I, 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 you and I found each other on Clubhouse however long ago and now we're here and, and, Whatever somebody's opinion about Clubhouse may or may not be, hey, it worked for us. And that's what's Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Listen, uh, you know, Denise, Linda, I'm sorry we didn't get to hear from you. Uh, Gotham, uh, thank you for contributing. John, Eric, uh, Kelvin, thank you for that uh, great question. And I know we had some other people that, uh, that were uh, asking uh, earlier. Love to come back. I love workshopping this with people uh, so that you get questions and answers like this uh, in real depth so that you can take hopefully what, what is useful information and go back and apply it. Feel free to reach out to me, any of you, uh, at any time uh, on my email there, and, and I, I am sure I will get back to you. We can set up a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call, do some brainstorming. Love it. Love the opportunity, Charlie. Uh, you know, love what you do, um, and, and I'm thrilled to uh, get to contribute just a bit. Well, thank you very much, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I think, can you make me the uh, host oh, again? And that way, just uh, if I if uh, this recording will have the greatest opportunity of not being lost and uh, we'll be good to go there. I really appreciate it, everybody. Uh, Golf, I'm going to see you in about a half an hour. And I think we've got some more one on ones later this week with everybody. Great to see everybody. I, I really appreciate it. I hope today was great. Thank you, Glenn. I really appreciate it. And um, well, until next time, I'll uh, I'll see you all on the Internet. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Glenn. Touch. Thank you, Charlie. Thank all you. Right. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for all your time and attention. See ya.